I was doing the thing where you look in the mirror and try to decide if you recognize the face staring back at you. And I did recognize it. The bruises were coming along nicely, little rings of black, purple, and yellow, as if some evil hippie scientist had figured out a way to tie-dye random areas of my entire body with dark, foreboding colors. As a grim warning, perhaps, to any who dared question the sacred doctrines of recycling, organic dishwashing liquid, and the doors. A centipede snaked across my forehead just under the hairline, the transparent legs of which, doctors had told me, would soon dissolve, leaving a legless centipede of scar tissue that would itself eventually fade to almost face color. At the moment, though, it was like a third off-center eyebrow of fishing line. My hair, as I've already explained, was too short to cover the centipede in front, which was unfortunate, but looking on the bright side, I supposed it would allow me to test the conventional wisdom that chicks dig scars. I couldn't resist stroking it. We shall see, my little centipede, I whispered. We shall see. If I held my head at just the right angle and blurred my eyes up a bit, it didn't look all that bad. Bruised as it was, I could work with it. So I started to do the thing where you think of all the women you've had and pretend you are the lord and master of the universe, making grandeur deluded Mussolini eyes with an Angus young lip curl and a slight head bang, left hand idly positioned with the fingers draped over an invisible floating guitar neck while the right index finger makes a series of rhythmic stabs in time to which you growl tunelessly under your breath something like, I'm a live wire, live wire, I'm a live wire. Don't try to tell me you've never done this. Be honest, you were probably doing it just now. Also, don't try to tell me that when you were doing it, you didn't at some point become conscious of a threatening presence behind you and slightly to your right. Everyone gets caught practicing eventually, is what I mean, especially when you live in a house full of annoying family members, like you probably do. In my case, the figure standing in the bathroom door that I should have remembered to close and lock happened to be my reliably inconvenient younger sister, Amanda. Her thoughts were clearly visible on her face, as though written there in magic marker. Ah, they ran, and another piece of the puzzle falls into place. But what she said, with her voice, in a withering, partially italicized tone, was, Hey, live wire, it's your other half on the phone. She was holding the telephone like a TV remote control, pointing it at me as though deciding whether to switch the channel. How much did you see? I asked. All of it, live wire, she said. Then, after a pause, she repeated, all of it, and walked away, shaking her head in an exaggerated manner, as she did in response to pretty much everything. Fortunately, she's family, so what she thinks doesn't matter. Now, other half is a euphemism for mate or spouse, 
or any other person with whom you have what they used to call sexual relations on a regular basis. It's meant as a sweet-natured ridicule, implying that once two people have begun, you know, remoaning, they no longer have individual identities. It's kind of sad and beautiful when you pause to think about it, one of the English language's more lyrical insults, if lyrical means what I think it does. And an optimist might have assumed, knowing this history, that the voice on the other end of the telephone would be a female one. But if nearly 15 years of walking around on this God-forsaken hellhole of a planet in the midst of its God-forsaken hellhole of a society has taught me anything, it's that this kind of optimism is rarely warranted. My God-forsaken hellhole of a sister's mocking, italicized tone said it all, transforming a gentle romantic put-down into nothing more than yet another tedious gay joke, the kind of thing that the normal people of the world, even up to and including your own sister, never, ever, ever, ever seem to tire of. In other words, I was not at all surprised that the voice coming out of the telephone was not that of a female, but rather that of a dude. Well, technically, anyway. Satan, it said. 